if you are on a mission to change the world too many asa but how many of you are on an extraordinary mission that is inspiring a legion of everyday heroes to change the world well 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 i know someone who is so if you are a creator or an individual who is willing to tell your own story maybe you want to start a podcast maybe a brand or businessman thinking how these podcasts can help you or can benefit you i have a solution for you i've designed a course how to start a podcast an ultimate guide for beginners on udemy where you can learn everything from creation to monetizing your content and how you can add storytelling to your content You can access the course on Udemy for free adding trending diary coupon code. You can find the link in the description above. Hey everyone, I'm Priya Sachdeva and you're listening to Trending Diary the podcast. your journey to connect with ideas stories experiences and people and get a deeper understanding of the world around you starts now today i'm connected with dr yawande austin recognized as an international expert in justice equity diversity and inclusion the lady's work has touched over 250000 people in 30 countries including 23 nations across the continent of africa yawande is also awarded an honorary doctorate from stanford university This US cultural ambassador has also been recognized as a 2015 TEDx best speaker, 2017 President Barack Obama Lifetime Achievement Award honoree and 2020 CNBC Rising Women one of the 35 women shaping the future of Africa. The list is endless. In this episode we are going to discuss poverty, freedom and money. You know, there's something common in all among all. Do you know what it is? First of all, Yvonne, for having the time from all your work you do. So thank you so much. Absolutely. It's a joy to be with you today. Yvonne, first of all, I'm curious to know that you had mentioned there is some common point between poverty, freedom and money. interestingly we always consider mm. freedom money or poverty as an individual concepts so what's that what's the intersection point yeah the the one common point that freedom money and poverty have in common is that they depend on one another mm. unfortunately we often think of poverty as the absence of money the absence of resources that is one truth but the other truth is that it's a bigger cost than poverty than it would be to inject them back into the economy um i ran across an article that indicated we just educated every american citizen that we would see an increase of 8 trillion dollars in the united states 8 trillion dollars alone that means that yeah that have a huge a bill 
Yeah, that's a right? huge. We have, okay, if we don't make sure that every citizen has every resource that they need, not just to survive, but to thrive. Yeah. So poverty does cost us. It ends up costing more in healthcare. It ends up costing when it comes to prisons, where unfortunately a lot of people in, in poverty um, have been fed into a pipeline that is generating money off of their suffering, but that costs American taxpayers and taxpayers around the world for that matter. Um, but freedom also comes at a, a cost, yeah? That cost is that we have a, a moral and spiritual burden that's on our backs from not doing more to empower people who are less privileged. Um, it is my feeling that underprivileged people are the greatest asset to our economy. So we need to create strategies that empower them to come back into the economy. And that's what my social inclusion uh, program does. We enable people in the world how to achieve social and economic independence through business. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Everything costs something. Very beautiful said. Everything goes something. Yes. Everything goes something. Whether, the, whether right. it's poverty, freedom, or money, you have to pay a price for any of them. Yeah. It's all about the choice then. That's it. Indeed. And talking about your journey, how had you started? I remember watching your TED Talk, running into the darkness that literally gave me goosebumps. And if I have to upload, it's literally, I love that. So how did you start it, Means Is there Thank something you. that you've suffered from uh, or you share such an empathy? So what's the story behind that? That's a really good question, Priya. And, you know, a lot of people don't know that I did deal with some early traumas in my life. Um, traumas that really shaped not only how I saw myself, but how I saw the world. Um, they happened within my family, like so many families around the world, but I've often said that what I survived was nothing in comparison to so many of the people that I've worked with in 30 countries. But no matter the intensity of that trauma, early trauma in a child's life shapes everything about who they are, how they think, how their brain grows, and, and as I alluded to before, how they see themselves in the world. And I would dare to say that I was a very sad and withdrawn child for many, many years. You know, something that we all have in common, we have no power of how we come into this world, but I learned at a very early point in my life that we do have a choice in what we do with the life that we've been given. And I did experience early trauma and that changed not only how I saw myself, but how I saw the world. Very early on in life, I saw myself as a victim. I saw the world as a dangerous place that took from instead of protecting and pouring into the most innocent and vulnerable people in the world. That's a heavy load for a child to 
carry on their back. But I was very fortunate that my mom witnessed my struggle very early on. And there are two lessons that she shared with me that I have shared around the world that saved my life. The first lesson was that we don't have to be defined by our circumstances. And secondly, that we can become better because of what we've overcome. And that really set off a light bulb. Not only that I was a survivor, but that I could do something great with what I had learned. And so I do have very much a, a deep empathy for people who are in the midst of struggle, but my mission is to show them just like those two lessons that that's not where their story ends. You have power every single day to write the next great chapter of your life. Um, and that's what served as work that I do around the world to teach people, uh, provide them with the resources that they need and teach them about the strengths that they have to disrupt poverty and rewrite history. And uh, I again love this point when you mentioned that every day we has the opportunity to write another chapter. Recently, I just came across with a documentary yeah. of J.K. Rowling, the lady whom I appreciate a lot because being a Harry Potter fan. Mm. I love that lady and the kind of, you know, uh, struggles she had gone through, whether it's about the marriage, love, childhood or anything. And the kind of fancy world she has created, the every day is a new chapter. So, yeah. And similarly, I can resonate yeah. with your story, how beautifully you have, you know, overcame that suffering and helping millions of people around the world. So kudos to that. Every single one of us has a story. And I, I have learned that wherever there is a deficit, pain and anger can enter. And I've seen this repeatedly around the world. You know, the, the Boko Haram conflict survivors that I work with in Nigeria, I was stunned to find out that the founder of Boko Haram was an Alamajiri boy. Alamajiri boys are sent from Northern Nigeria to Central and other parts of Nigeria to attend schools where they learn the word of Islam but they are raped there. They are forced to sleep hundreds of them on concrete floors. They are forced to go into the streets and beg for food and money to bring back to the teachers. The founder of Boko Haram terrorist organization yes. was an Alamajiri boy. Wherever there is an absence of love, of security, of the resources that we need to thrive, you leave a, a, a ripe opportunity for someone's suffering to become someone else's pain. But I survived. And so I, I am, I'm proud to teach people around the world how they too can survive and write the best chapter of their lives. Proud of you. You turn your wounds into wisdom. If I have to summarize the whole story into one line, mm that would particularly be you turn your wounds into wisdom so yeah thank and you that's a book priya wounds into wisdom i i can experience from you don't need to read the book i guess 
I can experience from your story. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I do the podcast so I can skip the long books. The whole people, the whole stories are there for me. <laughs> and uh, talking yeah. about another thing, that in one of your articles that I've read, I, I told you that I've stopped you completely. So in one of your articles, you have okay. mentioned that creativity is the only single skill that you required as a leader. And somewhere we are on general point, we always talk about whenever we listen about the creativity, it's always related to the art, dance, okay. cinema, or any other creative aspect. But you said that creativity is the only yeah. skill that is required by the most important skill, I should say, the most important skill required by a leader. How come? That's absolutely right. So the World Economic Forum indicates that creativity is the single most important skill that is required of a leader. Most of us think that we think about artistry and we're not talking about artistry. Artistry are more practical skills like uh, singing, dancing, um, what else? Painting. Painting. Right? That's artistry. Right. Uh huh. Creativity is a mindset. A conventional thinker thinks, how do we solve a problem like poverty? It's impossible. Three's old problem. There's no way that we can solve it. A creative thinker thinks poverty. It's a centuries old problem that we've done right. What have we learned that was done wrong? so that we don't repeat it? What are the needs of the people that we serve? What are the challenges that we face? And let's do it again. Let's take a shift from, let's say, agricultural development and sports, which are wonderful mechanisms in the world of global aid. And so we have the convinced thinker, a creative thinker. More importantly, create creativity teaches us that there are limitless possibilities in everything. So I take, for instance, in 2015, my humanitarian organization was the first in the world to provide uh, emergency childhood education. Uh, for survivors of Boko Haram conflict in northern Nigeria. So I, I came to the United and taught these children in Abuja. At the same time, noticed that the mothers were coming to class day and they were learning and they were curious and they were learning all of the children's lessons. And I said, wait a minute, the mothers need some attention too. And so I started doing some special empowerment sessions with the mothers. That turned into bringing my economic inclusion program to the mothers virtually. That turned into teaching them how to build businesses that don't just generate money for their survival, but can improve outcomes in their community. So again, we get into creative thinking. Wait a minute, we can teach business the way we've always taught it, or we can in a very different way. That is to use the monies that they create to no longer wait for someone else to solve their problem, but teach them how to be the change, to solve the problems that exist within their communities. This is what creative thinking does for us. And the first time I did it, Priya, I must say, I wasn't sure how the women would respond to not keeping all of their money, but infusing the money back into the community 
they loved the idea. And we can talk about that a little bit later. They have absolutely exceeded my expectations. Definitely, we can have some women from India, like some women entrepreneurs. So maybe I hold some rooms in Clubhouse. Definitely, I can have you over there as a speaker. Definitely, we'll talk about that, sure. And yes, uh, I really love, love the way you mentioned that it's about moving from conventional thinking to creative thinking. Mm. So that's brilliant. Mm. Yeah, that's that's something a leader can require any individual, I guess. Yeah. Absolutely. And Absolutely. also, if I talk about, because you work with lots of women entrepreneurs, and if you talk about the historical journey, historically women had a fewer opportunities to participate in the economy than men. This may largely be the result of their untapped market potential, if I say, because that we are facing right now. And I want to know that why did you choose that particular part? That's something an alien concept to lots of people, because no one wants to tap into the market of economics, especially if I talk about the finance and you know any other aspect. It's like 20-80 ratio. So why did you choose that alien concept? So number one, women are the creators of the world. Literally, women have birthed nations and yet we own less than 2% of the land and make up over 60% of the workforce. Mm -hmm. And there are too many women around the world that are still treated like fourth class citizens. But contrary to the way that society devalues women, Pew uh, report recently indicates that we naturally have 17 out of 19 leadership skills that are required to affect change. Please mention now, this that again. Now, doesn't mean that we don't need men. Please we need mention our- that again. Uh, you want me to say that again? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So the the is that women have 17 out of 19 leadership skills that are required to affect change men only possess two oh this doesn't mean that we don't need men so we we don't want men coming for me because we need you we very much need you but we need you not only because you are analytical we need you to excel in two areas analytical thinking and strategic thinking okay that's two out of the 19 but we also need you for another really important reason. And that is we need you to share power with women because we possess those 17 leadership skills naturally. That means we can be so much more powerful together. But let's get back to women for a moment. So women are not only the birthers of nations, they are mediators, they are educators, yes? They are moderators. They are negotiators. Every single day, we have to engage these skills, especially in the midst of poverty. And so I have seen transformational change happen with women when you change how they see themselves. I talk about the Boko Haram conflict survivors that I've worked with now for three years. Just by funding four startup businesses for these women, they have turned those four into 10 in the middle of a pandemic. 
They have turned those 10 businesses into now a women's empowerment group that is empowering over 100 women with the skills that I have taught them around economic inclusion. So if we go back to those 17 skills, one of the most important is that women know how to share power. We know that there is no prize in keeping all of that knowledge to ourselves. We want to share it with others. Yeah, so by the investments that I have, yeah, yeah. So that one investment that I've made in a small community of 12 women, look what the payoff has been. Now 100 women. Those 100 women will now share that information with another 100 women. And so if we really want to solve the world's problems, we must empower our women, but it starts as little girls and, and shaping how they see themselves. Um, Rwanda is such an excellent example of that. I don't know how much you know about their story, but Rwanda was engaged in a civil war between the Tutsis and the Hutus, yeah? Mm -hmm. One of the smallest countries in Africa, but in less than one year, nearly 1 million people were killed in this battle. Over 200 were raped. What did the government do? What the government saw very quickly is that over 70% of the survivors were women. So they said, we have to do something differently. We're going to make early childhood education free for all girls. We're going to change the quota of how many women work in government. And now just 25 years later, I say just 25 because living in America 400 years after the transatlantic slave trade, we still don't have it right. And make these changes, transformational changes in a fairly short period of time. But in 25 years, Rwanda went from being one of the most dangerous countries for women to now being in the top 14 safest countries for women. I mean, yeah, countries for women around the world and the fourth safest country for women in Africa. And 60 is run by women. That country has changed forever. If only we could be courageous to say, you know, the way we have been leading is wrong. We need to take a definitive look at ourselves and shift the way that we have valued and more often than not devalued women around the world. And after talking to you, women aren't the future. Women yes. are now. And after talking to you, I can sense too much power in me. I wasn't aware that I had 70 qualities already to, you know, lead. So leaders are always you do. someone, yeah, inspired me. And talking about that, women in general share 17 personalities. And we need men for the two only. <laughs> Definitely. Then men yes. are only luxury. <laughs> they are not a need. <laughs> Come on, girls. Priya. <laughs> okay. Talking about the next thing, and thank you for putting light on that. I guess there are lots of people who are unaware of that. And talking about, uh, again, your thing where you have mentioned about Boko Haram incidents, right? Yes. That, that was pretty, pretty famous worldwide and uh, you have worked with them closely because that was a worldwide, you know, uh, grief news, which I said, whatever happens there. So thank you. Yeah, right. Absolutely. 
and till the time i guess i was a, that would be the my next question but you have already shared a wonderful story of a brilliant and courageous women and there's a one thing that you know that yeah. i'm taking away from this particular uh, conversation i have more question to ask though but there's one particular thing that definitely going to be stuck with me it's it's to be more bold and courageous than any other thing mm-hmm. it's fine to be intellectual beautiful yeah. or any other trait smart or anything but the virtue of being courageous and bold is th- something i'm i'm going to follow for yeah. all my life it's going to stuck with me so thank you i i i love that priya it's so important if i can stop you right there if your listeners learn nothing more from this conversation today i hope that they can see two women from across the world who dared to dream and go after their dream yes. with no experience of how to do it except it showing up as a message in our hearts an idea in our mind and from the lived experiences that we have every single person that's listening is the richest person in the world i often say that not having experience doing something is not an excuse to do it with what you have i have often said i'm not a wealthy woman i just do the best i can with what it is that i have and that doesn't finances it shows up in a word that we somebody positive word that we share with somebody it shows up in ways of just having a conversation like you've created with this platform conversation shares knowledge and knowledge is wealth so the only thing that's standing between any of us and our dream is us so thank you for acknowledging that 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 is what helps us to be bold and courageous is taking a chance Yes and that's the beauty of i guess i should say technology or something that two people around the world with a similar thought we didn't knew that you know the similar kind of virtue i can learn from you and the, you are there to share the whole knowledge with the world so yeah it's so fun talking to you same that i just want to talk forever and ever but we can't <laughs> <laughs> that that's the compliment i should say <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> also you uh, you know you had to work with lots of sex victim sex trafficking victim so how do you help them healing the in the healing process because in as in one of your ted talks you also mentioned that to raise a sense of yeah. belonging to raise a sense of love you know especially when they feel numb to sex to numb to the touch how do you heal those people how do you help them and also you have something mentioned about the music healing so please take me through through that how that healing goes through sure yeah so sex trafficking is a very complex industry if we can just establish that first most people that uh, know that I, they say how and why and what can be done and sometimes they even ask does it really exist well yes but i think the complexity of sex trafficking is that it's right in front of us many of us don't know what it looks like and it starts from a very very early age over 90 picking victims have been groomed 
through sexual at a very early age. And so, yes, they become emotionally and physically new, um, the act of sex. Sex is normalized in their relationships and traffickers, they're like bloodhounds. You know what that is? It's a type of dog here in the United States. They can sniff out someone who has been, they understand what to say, what to do, what the needs of that little girl or little boy um, may be. I, I think I should mention that over 50% of sex trafficking victims are boys and we don't give them enough attention. Um, but it's a very complex industry. Yeah, it's, it's an industry that is fed through law enforcement, through our government, government officials who we depend on to lead our communities. They are involved in sex trafficking. One of the saddest stories I've ever heard in this country are three pastors of three different churches that were trafficking girls and women from their churches, other churches. Pastors. It is a very complex. Yeah, yeah. So our spiritual leaders, our government leaders, our leaders in law enforcement, unfortunately, many of them are involved in, in trafficking. But I don't want to get too, too far off of topic. When we talk about the, so the victim who may be lucky enough to become a survivor, and only 1% of all sex trafficking victims will actually be rescued and survive. So wrap your head around that, considering that over 60 million girls alone have been trafficked worldwide. So let me stop there just for a moment. That was a lot. The victim who becomes a survivor, the 1% that we talk about, I think that the most challenging part of their journey was not just what they have overcome, building, rebuilding their life and building the next chapter. And so what's important in my work with sex trafficking victims is that I default to the two lessons my mother taught me. You don't have to be defined by these circumstances and you can become better because of what you have overcome. But this has to be more than through words. We have to, how they can take these skills that they have learned through their suffering, the lessons that they have learned through what they have overcome. That's one beautiful thing that your mother has taught me that, you know, passed to you, passed to the million women that you had talked to, that you will become what you have overcome. You know, if I'm mentioning it, repeating it right, yes. right, you'll become what you have overcome. So it's the more suppressed or the mm. more challenges you will face, the better you will become. And every day is a new chapter. Yes. Yeah, every day is a new chapter. So before wrapping it up, I'll not take much of your time. Before wrapping it up, there's a one thing I'm always curious to know you on day. Uh, what is the one trend that you want to see more evolving in the new world, or I should say one trend that you want to see more embraced in the new era? Yeah, so the one trend that I wish I would see, and, and I think it's happening right now, Priya, and that is that we are more proactive than reactive to the needs and the suffering of others around the world. Yeah. The pandemic has taught us that we can no longer afford to subscribe to this idea 
that something is someone else's problem. Yeah. I'm, yes. I'm sure that you, like myself and so many people around the world, when we first heard about the coronavirus in China, we thought that's horrible. That's absolutely horrible what they're going through. And then we saw each one of the provinces shut down. We saw Wuhan shut down. Then we saw Japan shut down, we saw India shut down. And then we're saying, wait a minute, this is getting out of control. And then it came to the United States and America shut down. And we learned for the first time in our generation that someone else's problem can very quickly become our problem. And so that we are deeply connected as human beings and we can no longer afford to think that way. That when we see problems that exist within our communities and it may not be in your backyard, maybe it's 15, 20, 50 miles away, you better believe just like human trafficking, that human trafficking thrives so much in the United States and in certain regions is the interconnectedness of major highways and access to airports that a victim in Maryland where I am right now could be transported to Africa or India like that and very quickly becomes someone else's problem. So just like the coronavirus pandemic, just like human trafficking, just like terrorism and conflict. It's not their problem. These problems are our human problems to solve. And every single one of us has the answer. We've just got to put that knowledge into practice. Everybody is not going to be an activist. Everybody is not going to have a podcast uh, like Priya. Everybody doesn't feel comfortable writing articles, but everybody can do one thing every single day yes. to ease the burden of someone else's suffering. And I hope that that becomes a trend, that changing the world becomes sexy. Yeah, <laughs> that changing the world becomes something that is critical to ours and not just something we do if we have spare time and we have nothing else to do, right? Like right. what if every single day, once a week, we went to a soup kitchen, but what if every single day we posted something positive on social media instead of a booty pic? Mm. What if someone what? saw that one and needed to hear it that change the course of the rest of the decisions that they make that day. We can do this. We can make changing as necessary as breathing air. Indeed. And you have, you know, summarized the whole experience of COVID, a pandemic in one line. And the trend that you have mentioned being proactive is more, I should say, it's, it's something that should universally accepted or a universal truth that there's a whole lot of oneness in everything and if you are in problem i am affected if i'm taking some you know any step if i'm doing yes. something wrong it's the whole community it's the whole family who is going to be affected and if i'm doing something great it's the whole That's family great. and community or my friends they are going to be affected so there's a whole lot of oneness in everything not just with my neighbor but globally and uh corona have taught us where one country was suffering we all were crying and we all were praying 
for that particular country or person yes. you know so yes the oneness in everything so thank that's you. right so great, great talking to thank you. Thank you, This has been absolutely wonderful. Yes, you is. too, you too. And I, I can't can't wait to continue to expand our conversation and see ways that we can maybe bring these programs to India Definitely. and do something wonderful with the women there. Definitely, especially for if any women yeah. who's listening and want to get in touch with Devante, do DM me your training diary. I'll make sure that you will get access to Devante's program. And we are going to take our uh, conversation more forward and look forward to work in future with you, Devante. Yeah. Thanks, Yvande. It was great having you on the show. And you beautiful people, thank you so much for listening. I hope you get some value today. If you have some idea, concept or story to share, do DMS at the Instagram page of Trending Diary. And don't forget to check out our new YouTube channel where you can enjoy the episodes and visual forms, the little snippets from the episodes, the best conversation you can get value from. And also, if you're an entrepreneur or a brand who want to learn how to create a podcast, because it's the best content marketing strategy you can ever have. Voice is the future. You can check out my new Udemy course, How to Create a Podcast. I'll see you soon in the next episode. Till then, stay tuned and God bless us all.